Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Mouth Sword Ministries. I'm your host, Timothy Aaron, and I'm joined with Rhonda Kay. And uh, we're going to talk about the marriage license again today. Uh, the last episode I thought was really good. You know, we talked about masturbation the last episode. And uh, so uh, now, now let's talk about the marriage license. And uh, But before we go any further, uh, we're going to open up in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for another day you've given us of life, health, and strength, food, clothing, shelter, mercy, and grace. Uh, we just thank you for all, all you have done for us, uh, putting a roof over our head, putting clothes on our back, giving us food to eat, you know, just providing and taking care of your people. We thank you and praise you for that in the mighty, precious name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Okay. We're going to talk about the marriage license today, because as I said several times before, um, on my job, I have the opportunity to listen to a lot of Christian radio. And it seems like you always hear the ministers come down this road of a marriage license and shacking up and and that sort of thing. And uh, so I feel like we hear enough of that. So let's hear another perspective. Let's hear another point of view, because I think, you know, here in these last days, you know, we just can't afford to just take the same old, same old. You know, we got to we got to hear it all. We need to hear both sides, all sides, you know. So, well, we've been hearing that forever. And I don't particularly agree with that. You know, and I'm going to have some pretty strong things to say about that myself. So. But uh, we're going to talk about, you know, do do Christians have to have a marriage license in order to be married according to God's word? Right. And shoot, 99 percent of the church say yes. Right. You know, they say you have to go uh, to the courts you know, or get a marriage license. And I don't agree with that at all. Um, now, we're going to talk about uh, the definition of marriage first. Okay, according to the word of God, uh, when you start with uh, Matthew chapter five and in Matthew chapter 19, particularly Matthew chapter 19, um, let's just go there and uh, I'm going to read the definition of marriage according to Jesus, who is our Lord and Savior, you know, who who is the one (laughs) whose words we have to live by, you know? And if you take note, he, you would never hear anything about um, a state-issued marriage license in his definition, okay? So let's, let's look at it at uh, Matthew chapter 19, verse 9. And uh, what well, I verse 9, let's go back to verse 5, sorry. 19? Yeah, chapter 19, Matthew chapter 19, verse 5. And he's really just quoting what Moses had already said. Mm -hmm. But this is Jesus's way of confirming it because he's now saying it, you know, because it's about what Jesus says. Matter of fact, let me just say this right quick. What is the the commandment of God? The commandment of God is what God said uh, when Jesus was being baptized. The, The commandment of God is what God said at the transfiguration in Matthew chapter 17. And it's simple. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Hear him. 
that's the commandment of God. Mm-hmm. You know, and people yeah. still want to live by the Ten Commandments today. And Jesus says a lot of the Ten Commandments, but not all of them. You know, so the commandment of God is to hear Jesus, and that's it. Right. You know, it, it don't get no more simple and plain than that. Okay, so let's let's uh let's start in Matthew chapter nineteen. We go go to verse four. I go start at four. And he answered and said unto them, Have you not read that he which made them at the beginning made them male and female? So now Jesus is talking about the the heterosexual aspect of marriage. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then verse five, and he says, And for this cause, for what cause? For the cause of male and female shall a man leave father and mother and shall cleave. The word cleaves mean join. Mm-hmm. to join sexually, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, cleave to his wife, his wife, personal pronoun, so not another man's, but yours, right. his wife, and they twain, are they two, what two? Male and female shall be one flesh. So Jesus is telling us right here that when a man and a woman have sex, they're one flesh. They're not married yet, but they're one flesh, now, verse six, wherefore, there are no more two, two, but one, but one flesh. Now, here's the clincher. What therefore God hath joined together. The word join has to do with cleaving again. Join, cleave, sex. It's the same word. What God has joined together, let not man separate. Mm-hmm. So when a man leaves his father and mother and cleaves, they two become one flesh. And then if they got a heart of commitment, then they are married because what God has joined together, let not man separate. So that means it has to be a commitment with the sex. Okay. Oh, okay. So, so let me say it like this. Let's say a man and a woman are really good friends Mm -hmm. and they made a commitment to one another, but they never had sex. So you know what that means? They're not married, but they are really good friends. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now let's look at the flip side of that. Let's say a man and a woman have sex, but they don't have no commitment. Now they commit fornication. They have become one flesh, but they've committed fornication because they don't have no commitment. So you have to have a commitment. A couple with the sex to become married. Okay. And so this is what we see, you know, in the Bible. Like take for example, uh, Isaac and Rebecca. Mm -hmm. Uh, Abraham's servant went out to find a wife for Isaac and he found Rebecca and she agreed to leave her people and to come back with this servant who she never met to be the wife of Isaac. So she left her people, got on a horse and made the journey back to where Isaac was. And then when she said, is that to be my Lord? When she saw him from a distance, then the servant said, yes. So she put a veil over her head and then she went with him. And then the Bible says, and then they went into Sarah's tent. Now Sarah was dead at the time. They went into Sarah's tent and she became his wife. Now, what happened in the tent? They filled out a marriage license? Mm, no. No. They consummated the mm-hmm. commitment. It was a commitment on her part because she left her people. You know, that speaks to the commitment. And then it was a commitment on his part when he took her into his mother's tent because his mother's tent was sacred to him. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that was his commitment. And then when they consummated the relationship in the tent, she became his wife. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. That's the, the definition of marriage is a physical definition, right. you know, and then the Bible talks about God judges the heart. The Bible says it all throughout the scripture. So God knows the heart who's commitment, who's committed and who's not. Right. Another example in uh, first Samuel, I believe it was the first or second chapter, the sons of Eli, <clears throat> the Bible tells you they were evildoers mm-hmm. and how they would lay with the women at the door of the tabernacle. Now, to make a long story short, the Bible goes on to talk about how God killed those sons of Eli for that and uh, for other things, too. But he didn't kill the women that they lay with because those women gave themselves in marriage. Mm -hmm. But the men was just having a one night stand, the sons of Eli, and they paid for it. You know, God killed them. So. Uh, another another story uh, David David and Abigail David was hiding he was he was not uh, in the city of, of Jerusalem anymore he was not in the he was nowhere to be found he was hiding from King Saul because King Saul was trying to kill him mm-hmm. but when he found out that Abigail was a widow and that her husband was dead and he had met her before he knew that she was a wise and beautiful woman the Bible said mm-hmm. And so he sent some of his men and asked her to marry him. And then so she agreed and she got on her horse and they took Abigail to the hiding place and she became David's wife in the hiding place. Now, they didn't have time to go to the city and get documentation because mm-hmm. that's, that wasn't the standard. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So what I'm trying to get across is that marriage is just a fundamental physical act, mm-hmm. you know, and um, so now let's fast forward to today in Western culture, Christianity, you know, a lot of ministries, especially once they get on TV, having to be politically correct, they want to say what they think most people want to hear. Now, let's go to some of the, the arguments as to why people teach that you have to have a marriage license. And I think these passages are taken out of context big time because um well, let's just read uh, two passages. We're going to just read a few scriptures. We ain't going to read it all. But uh, I have something to uh-huh, say. Go ahead. You said that they say what they think the people want to hear. Mm-hmm. But all people don't want to hear all that. They want to hear the truth. Mm-hmm. You well, know? Uh, sometimes some people don't want to hear the truth. I would want to hear yeah. the truth. Sometimes people people want to, want to hear what is the status quo or what most people say because they want to just fit in sometimes and then some people do want to hear the truth yeah that's you know? why a lot of people are kind of going away from mm-hmm. the church you know, the church mm-hmm. you know because they're hearing the same old same old it is not working yeah it's not you know so mm-hmm. i want to hear the truth right right so let's uh let me just paraphrase it real quick obey the laws of the land that's what they say to suggest that that believers have to go to the courts and and get a marriage certificate in order to be married. Obey the laws of the land is what they say. So let's, let's read a little bit of that. Okay. Romans 13. And that's just, uh, uh, let's go to three and four. Okay. It says for rulers are not a terror to good works but to evil. 
without then not be afraid of the powers of the power do that which is good and thou shall have praise of the same for he is the minister of God talking about the police or the government that enforce the law for he is a minister of God to thee for good but if thou do that which is evil, then be afraid, for he beareth not the sword in vain. For he is the minister of God, a uh, revenger to execute wrath upon him that doeth evil. Now, to me, this passage is talking about people who commit felonies mm-hmm. or people who, who feel like that they need to take the law into their own hands and do wrong, you know. And uh, so he's talking about doing evil. And if you do evil and the police come for you and then they have to draw their weapon on you and shoot at you, they are doing their job and they bear not the sword in vain. Mm -hmm. So he's talking about clearly felonies. He's not talking about an optional uh, part of the law, which uh, the marriage license is. You know, it's an that's an option. Right. It's not a mandate. Mm -hmm. So he's not talking about uh, things that are not mandates here, but they pull the marriage license system into that. Now in the, in the early 1900s, it probably was required, but still then it wasn't a situation whereby the police would draw their weapon on you. If you're living together Mm -hmm. without a marriage license, see Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Right. It was probably some kind of misdemeanor slap on the wrist, but nowadays it's your constitutional right to Mm -hmm. cohabitate without a marriage license. If you're an adult. Right. Right. So uh, I don't, understand why they want to stretch that they want to make that fit and it's just it's taking the the, the scripture out of context so that's what they say obey the laws of the land now let's go to first peter first peter chapter two and uh verse we're gonna start at verse 13 it says submit yourselves to every ordinance of man now ordinance <laughs> is the word uh, order comes from the word ordinance. And that's where they, so like in, in the military, if, if, if a captain gives uh, a, a soldier an order, mm-hmm. you know, so that's a requirement, you know, this is your orders, follow your orders, ordinance, you know. So it says submit yourselves into every ordinance of man for the Lord, uh, for the Lord's sake, whether it be, uh, to the king as supreme or unto governors as unto them that are sent by him for the, the punishment of evildoers. There's that word evildoers mm-hmm. again. Talking about people who break the law, you know, felons, uh, people who rob banks or carjackers or rapists. And these are the things that the, that the police come for, you know, and, and, and will draw their weapon on you for, you know. Mm-hmm. Now, when is it? When have you ever seen the police surround the house? Mm-hmm. And tell two people, come out with your hands up. You know, you low life maggots living together without a marriage. <laughs> you know, no. it don't fit. You know, because once again, a marriage license is not a mandate. It's an it's an option. Right. The states are just merely saying, hey, if you want our benefits and you want to be recognized by us as married, then this is what you got to do. Right. That's all they're saying. Right. Right. So now here's here's where I want to say something heavy about it. So when the church wants to add mm-hmm. to the word of God, that's problem number one. Right. And say you have to do this. Right. When Jesus told us what marriage was, exactly. you know, and what it still is. So when you say you have to do this, now you add to the word of God. Right. And then 
uh, what, what does Proverbs chapter 30 say? And you're going to hear me say this a lot. He says, uh, for the word of the Lord, for the word of the Lord is pure. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is a shield unto them to put their trust in his word. Add not to his word, lest he reprove you and you be found a liar. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now we could take a deeper look at this. Uh, the woman at the well. I believe that's John chapter four, I believe it is. Here's a classic example of uh, adding to the word of God. Um, yeah, this is John chapter four. And uh, let me see what verse, I didn't, I didn't get the scripture ready. But um, I wanna say it's like around, uh, well, anyway, I just, I just know it, so I just talk about it. Here's a classic example of adding to the word of God that is just terrible to me. Um, in this story, Jesus is talking to a Samaritan woman, and she's at the well drawing water at a strange hour of the day. And then Jesus goes to her and says, give me some water. And then uh, she says, okay. And then he says, if you knew who I was, you would ask me for some water. And she said, you don't have nothing to draw with, but who are you? And then he goes on to talk about how he's the Messiah, mm-hmm. right? And then uh, he, so she finally says, give me this water so that I won't thirst. And then he says, okay, go ahead and get your husband. And then she says, I have no husband. And then Jesus said, you have answered correctly for you have had five husbands. Watch this. And the man you are now with is not your husband. That's how the original text quotes. But Mm -hmm. some of these newer translations of the Bible, they add the word living. Mm-hmm. to the text they add it it's not a part of the original text mm-hmm. so they say the newer bible say the man you are now living with is not your husband and so now that opens up the floodgates for this doctrine of shacking up as a sin mm-hmm. but it don't belong in the bible mm-hmm. it's not there so who this woman was she was at the water i mean she was at the well drawing water because she had a customer waiting on her she was a prostitute that's mm-hmm. what that's who she was and jesus had, was messing up this man's booty call that's what he was doing and he said so after he revealed himself to her and told her who he was and proved it by prophesying to her she, the bible said she dropped the water and she went and told who her living boyfriend no she went and told the men of the city plural men this woman was a prostitute and, you know, but they change the narrative mm-hmm. and make her out to be a woman living with a man shacking up. So let me say this. The Bible never, not once ever make a distinction as to who has a marriage license and who don't. That's something we just started doing the last 300 years. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? And so so the first point is the church is, is creating a, a major violation of adding to the word of God. And then the second is idolatry. Anytime you allow something man-made to take priority over God's word, that's idolatry. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yes. And so they're saying, no, you're not married based on Matthew chapter 19. You know, you're married when the states say you are. Mm-hmm. And that's a problem. A big and see, problem. And mm-hmm. this is where the church is going to have to repent big time. They're going to have to get this one right, you know, right. before the Lord come back. Because it's not going to be nothing pretty. But yeah, this is so we need to understand 
what marriage is and what God is going to judge marriage by. He's not going to judge marriage based on all these countries of the world and their different interpretations of what marriage is to them. You know, Western culture says this, Asia says that, Africa says that. He's not going to judge marriage based on all these countries. Mm-hmm. He's going to judge marriage based on his word. Right. Therefore, shall a man leave father and mother and cleave to his wife, and they too should become one flesh. Wherefore, God has joined together, let not man put asunder. Mm-hmm. That's what he's going to judge by. So a lot of people are married and don't know it because they meet the word of God's criteria. You know, they living together. You said a lot of people. A lot of people are married. Don't even know it. Yeah. Because yeah. they have been taught that they're not married. So they go to the state. Right. See what I'm saying? They got kids. You know, they both paying bills together. They both doing everything together, you know, but be boyfriend and girlfriend. Mm-hmm. That's what they say, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So we're going to have to definitely get this right. You have anything to add to this? Anything to say about this? Um, well, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> now, you know, marriage license in itself is not the sin. It's the fact that the people have made it into a priority mm-hmm. over God's word. You see what I'm saying? And uh, that's where it's, that's where it's a sin. Right, that's what because I was God to takes say. first. I mean, God, yeah. God always, especially for the saints. You know, the saints are supposed to know better. You know, that's what the Apostle Paul says. I believe it's in First uh, Corinthians chapter six. He says, "Why go to this? Why go to the law and to the unjust?" Now he was talking about Christians suing one another, but he still makes some general points. He says that the church should not even go to the courts. He calls the courts the unjust. Mm-hmm. Why the? Why are you? wise people of God going to the courts of men, he, he says, you know, and then in another place, he says, be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. Right. The courts are not Christians. You know, they are worldly wisdom organizations who come up with laws that, that are political. And they say in God we trust. And then, but they might say that, but mm-hmm. you know, that's not necessarily the truth, yeah. but they worldly, you know, that's why they coming up with same sex marriage. You know, and same sex marriage based on the definition of, of God's word is a contradiction within itself. Because have ye not read that he which made them at the beginning made them male and female. So right. the the first definition of marriage is a heterosexual definition. Mm-hmm. See? So yeah, we needed to talk about this again. Yeah. And we probably talk about it again down the road because it it has to come up. It does. You know, though. it's gonna have to come up and like I said, there's going to have to be a lot of repenting done when it comes to marriage because you got people who have been married several times and don't even know it. Uh, and they call their first marriage the marriage that they got legally married into mm-hmm. because that's just how brainwashed and how we think in Western culture, you know. So, okay. but not even knowing that if they made a commitment to someone before that mm-hmm. that they're married to that right. person. Mm-hmm. Well, they made a commitment sexually. Yeah, 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 because, you know, that's what the Bible says. He says two become one flesh. Talking right. about men and, women, men and women, when they lay together, they become one flesh, mm-hmm. you know, and there's no getting, getting away from that. Now, you're not married until, unless your heart is right. Mm-hmm. right. And that's what the people of God understood. You know, I heard a preacher talk about um, um, Ruth, 
when she went into, I forget his name, the Kinsman Redeemer story, when she went into his room uh, at the wee hours of the night and he said they committed fornication. No, no, you, you, you judge in that Bible story based on today's understanding of things. Mm-hmm. But what the people of God understood was sex established marriage. You know, mm-hmm. that's what they that's that's what we have to get back to teaching instead of telling people who are living together. Oh, no, you need to go to the state. You need to tell them, no, you're married and you need to recognize that you need to stay together. Mm-hmm. You know, so I just think that we really messed this one up big time. But anyway, uh, I said enough about it. I'm going to go ahead and uh, ask you out there if you want to give your input on this and you have any questions or comments. And even if you agree or disagree. We would love to hear from you. You can contact us at mouthswordministries at gmail.com. That's mouthswordministries at gmail.com. And like I said, we would love to hear from you. Without any judgment. Without any judgment. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> sure. Because like I said, we need we need to hear more. Right. You know, and we can't we can't afford just to go with what's already been said and it's not working. Absolutely. You it's know? not. It's just not. Okay. I guess with that being said, we're going to go ahead and close in prayer. Heavenly Father, once again, we just thank you for your grace and mercy. We thank you for your loving kindness. Uh, we thank you for your patience towards us, Lord. You've been very patient with your people and with uh, sinners. You, you're very merciful. And we just thank you for that because if, uh, you were, you, if you were like a lot of us, a lot of us would have been dead. But because of your grace and mercy, you give us patience to get it right. And we just thank you for that. And dearly, Father, we just ask that you raise up people to address the homeless situation out there. A lot of hurting people out there who who have no hope and they might even want to commit suicide and don't know how to do that. And uh, is this a sad situation, you know, when it comes to the homeless crisis that we are seeing in the world today? So we just ask that you raise up people to to deal with that crisis. Uh, These things we ask in the mighty, wonderful, precious name of Jesus. We give you praise always and forever. Blessed, blessed, blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. Amen.